This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. I'm sore. Me too. Disney is not supposed to be a workout. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said generalizing on your phone. It was how many steps did we take? Well, it said like 20 something thousand, but I'm pretty sure it was more than that. It had to have been. I mean, well, yeah, because well, you're standing there a lot, too, though. True. Yeah. Standing in lines, standing in line. And then you're standing for some of the attractions. You stand there for a while. As part of the attraction, which is torture. <laughs> and I'm not doing that again unless I get a hover round. Would you stop? I'm doing it next year because no. they get VIP treatment, too. Uh, to an extent, I'd say. Like, they do have to wait, it seems, a little longer. Like, people with accessibility issues have to, like, almost be queued differently than people who don't have accessibility issues. So... It's like they pause the whole ride, and it's almost like, you know. That's because they got to load them and unload them, so they have to pause. But the thing is, though, is on a couple of rides that we had, we had people with hover rounds that they just essentially skipped the line. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, man, this is messed up. They get to sit down and skip the fucking line? Well, they have to get off their hover round at a point and then go into the queue, a separate queue, but still. And so their their accessibility issues are, you know, from the point that they get off until the point that they have to get on the ride. Okay. So, Do they check to make sure all these people have accessibility issues? Well, I'm sure they, when you buy the ticket, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, how well, works. I'm just saying, because I could buy one and skip the line. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not saying all these people are doing that, or any of them are doing that, for that matter. But it seems like a perk. <laughs> well, okay, but <laughs> you have lightning lane. Let's be clear. Yeah, I know, but we gotta I, pay extra for that shit. I would never in a million years go to Disney without it. And I think I told you, back when I went when I was 10 years old, so dear God, 20-some years ago at this point, we had a different version of lightning lane, and I can't remember what it was called, but essentially, we skipped the whole line. It was like a VIP line. Right, right. And we right. went straight to the front every single time. Yeah, but now that it's not like that, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it makes sense because how popular Disney is, you obviously can't have a VIP line anymore because uh-huh. everyone would just pay that and then your VIP line is long. Right. So they had to make it to where that lightning lane line or your VIP line stayed short. So they do this like virtual, you, you sign up for a ride and then you have to show up to that ride within X amount of time. Exactly. They give you like a whole hour to show up and then you get to skip the standard line. Mm-hmm. But my issue is there was two rides, Tron yeah, and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. They were trying. We already paid for did this. Did we say we went to Magic Kingdom? Dear goodness. Did we say <laughs> well, okay. we went to? We went to Magic Kingdom. This year, yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, what really kind of ticked me off about this whole trip, though, was those two rides in particular, Seven Dwarfs, Tron. They, we had paid for this Lightning Lane thing for the whole day. It's Genie Plus, I think is what it's called. Right. 
And then they were trying to nickel and dime us for lightning lanes for those two rides. Yep. You could pay $40 a person for Tron, $40 a person. I thought it was 20 No. Well... I think it was 20 but okay. it was 20 me, 20 you. Okay, yes. Okay. So total 40 $20 a person to ride a ride in which you've already paid a 500-something dollar ticket. Well, it was $500 for, well, 500 plus for me, you, and our daughter I to understand. go. Which is the price we pay. But, and then they're trying to charge another $20 if you want to ride Tron. Well, and it was... 70 or $80 for the Genie Plus. So it's like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's nickel and dime. And then the same situation for the Seven Dwarfs. It was an extra 10 bucks a person right. to, get, to get in the lightning lane for that. I'm like... But I think that's based on demand, though. I 100%. But that's... Then, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. There's There were only two rides, at least at our day when we went, that had that extra fee, which was the Seven Dwarfs and the... Tron ride. Why are you flicking me off? Sorry, I'm counting <laughs> <laughs> on my fingers. So those two rides were the only ones that had the extra fee. And I think it's because their queue line, like the standby line, that's what they call it. Yes, yeah, You're either by. in lightning lane or you're in standby. And the standby lane was over 60 minutes for either of those rides. Okay. So it's like based on demand. But they okay, should. You, you want to get to the front of the line? Got to pay money. They should still let you. Join the lightning lane if even if it's going to be a while. They shouldn't charge you for that. Well, then they also had the virtual queue. So they had three options, right? For, at least for Tron. I don't remember if they had it for Well, Seven Tron, Dwarfs. if you didn't jump on that within like 30 seconds, you still couldn't ride it. Right. But the virtual queue, like you didn't have to pay anything. So they did give you three options for Tron. <laughs> so, but it's so popular because it's newer, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's brand new and it looks kind of cool. It really does. It, it looks like you're on a motorcycle, like in the Tron movie where you're, the light cycles, is, I think is what it's called. Tron light cycle. I don't think I would have been happy, though, riding it during the day. No, I don't know. Because a lot of it's inside. That, that last part is outside and it's short. Because I've watched the GoPro footage of it. Because I'm yeah. like, that's so bad. <laughs> but also, our kiddo isn't tall enough to ride it just yet. Tron, specifically. So It, it was, was a take turns issue or thing. So it didn't make sense anyway. Yeah, there was a couple logistic items. But I get your point. Like, they... We already paid a fee, and then we paid another fee, and now you want to pay a third fee. Right, and well, and then, I mean, it's December, so we know this, but there was an event at Magic Kingdom that started at 6 p.m., so they kicked all of us peasants out of the park. No, back up, though, because think about this. I need, I, need you to, I need you to help me grasp how huge this is, because... We had a regular general mission ticket, and it was Broke from ass, ma, <laughs> and it was from eight a.m. until six p.m. And that meant we had access to the Magic Kingdom Park, right? Yeah. Eight a.m. six p.m. Well, then at six p.m., I mean, you can't just vacate the whole park, right? So they start having people come out with wands and checking people for special wristbands for a second event that was going to happen. From 6 p.m. till 10 p.m., I believe, was the cutoff time. And that was Mickey's very Merry Christmas parade or something like that. Party, I right. think. Yeah, something like so that. So you, they, as in Disney, sold that park from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. for one ticket. And then, and then sold it again right. for 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And that ticket was the same price as the general mission for the, for the whole day. Well, and you know what also really ticked me off about that? 
Think about the money. Though. Oh, I know. It's it, it, they double dipped for sure. And you know that's probably every weekend, or maybe even every day for the month of December. But it's probably for October too, because they have yeah. the spooky thing. Yeah, right. So they're doing that all the time. They're making a killing off of one day of a regular park day turns into two days for them. Right. And <laughs> there was they said that the evening event was sold out. Yeah, we so couldn't. We if we wanted to stay, we could not. Right. So from the six to ten. You're telling me it's sold out for four hours. But why would you pay that much money for those four hours? I'm, I'm. Well, okay, so mind boggled by this. I don't know. I feel like it would be cool to go see because it's a huge fireworks show. They yeah. were they were doing testing while we were there, and I think it would just be a different experience because they all get to access all the rides like we did right at, at night, night, which would be kind of neat. But one thing that really ticked me off about this whole situation. They kick us out at 6, and the other event starts at 6. Right. The problem with that is they shut the walkways down in the whole park. Well, certain walkways, yeah. Yeah, but that was the way that we could have gone and made it out of the park faster. Mm-hmm. But they kept, like, they closed off portions of the park for the party or for the Christmas party guest. Right. So and I'm like, okay, that's messed up. How about instead of you doing that, you say you guys get out at six, our event starts at seven. Keep the whole park opened and then let us get out in a way that we're not all cramming in the same areas because there was one way to get out. That was it. Mm-hmm. One way. So everybody that didn't have that six to 11 or 10 ticket, they were all trying to leave in the same area. Right. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It made me angry because it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it made you what? It made me angry. <laughs> well, it's it just it was kind of to me it was like really you guys couldn't give us you know start their event later and maybe stay open an hour later mm-hmm. or even kick us out at five right? Kick us out of five, take that five to six hour to prep and get all of us out, and then any stragglers that's on them, right? You know what I mean? Well, let's be honest, though. We went from one ride and tried to go on another right around that six o'clock mark, and they were already checking wristbands. Yeah, and that's fine because, and then that's our fault. Mm-hmm. But we left at six, and everything was already closed. Walkways were closed. Yeah, we had to go one route, and then we were like, "Where do we go?" We, were, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of people there directing us, but it was like. And they were kind of like, well, the park shut down at six. You need to uh, head towards the exit. Yeah, head towards the teacups, take a left, do a backflip and somersault and leave. I'm like. <laughs> it was. It was very direct. Yeah. And like, time for you to leave. They were being oh. kind of buttholes. I was like, man, Dizzy's supposed to be this happy place. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't happy. Okay, so that's kind of the interesting part of the trip. I mean, there really weren't many negatives, though. Like, other than, I think, maybe trying to exit the park. That was bad, though. That really fucking pissed me off. Agreed. But then, I think everything else was really good. Like, our daughter is turning nine here in a couple of days. Yes, and 47 years. And we always said, because... Shush. (laughs) (laughs) We always said that because her birthday is a week before Christmas, that we would take her on a trip. Yeah, we're not, we don't buy her birthday gifts. We do a big trip. Yep. Because she's going to get gifts the next week. Right. So Santa Claus is coming to town. Exactly. So, no point in us, you know, flooding her with gifts. Let's go on a trip. So, 
Back in Virginia, we did Great Wolf Lodge in Williamsburg. Yep. Awesome. We love doing that, too, because we got to stay. It was a little bit easier instead of driving to Orlando or whatever. We drove to Williamsburg. Stayed stayed a couple nights. Stayed a couple nights and then left. It was a lot nicer. Because everything... That's the other cool thing about Great Wolf, too. Everything's on site. Just like Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave. Right. Disney's more expensive, so we haven't been staying yet. But hopefully, once we get our finances in order, that can be what we do. But going to my point here. Thanks, Cube. (laughs) Going to my point here is she's almost nine. And I think this is the perfect age to have gone to Magic Kingdom. I I agree. And I say that because... Not only is she able to ride most things and she is interactive with most things, but she also has favorite things, right? Yes. She loves Rapunzel. Oh, yeah. She's her, tangled. I don't know if she would tell you that's her favorite movie or now? her favorite princess or whatever. No, she said it when we were there. But I know. Maybe just like, you know, that's a that's a honeymoon thing. type deal. Like, you know, but. I th- but we know that that's what it is because mm-hmm. she's always loved Tangled the movie. Yep. She's always had our daughter has long blonde hair so she just loves yes. Rapunzel. That's the one that she identifies with and she's nuts. <laughs> so on par. On brand. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so for her to meet all these princesses like while we were there, literally we met all of them. Like yes. I think there's maybe two or three Okay, I guess maybe four that we didn't see. Snow White, Jasmine, and Elsa and Anna. We didn't see those four. Well, but, yeah, right. We didn't see. We have not seen them at all yet. No, we haven't seen those four at all yet. And no. Elsa and Anna, she would lose her shit over too, though. I think so. Yeah. But regardless, we saw Cinderella, Tiana. We saw Rapunzel. We saw... Elena of Avalor. Elena. <laughs> That's how she used to say it, yeah. <laughs> Elena of Avalor. We saw Belle. I yeah. mean, Ariel, Ariel, we saw Ariel. So in each one, you could just see how excited she was. Oh, yeah. She was so happy to be meeting them. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the other reason why Rapunzel sticks with her is Rapunzel's like, I don't know. She's normal. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like she kind of joking and all that stuff. All the other ones were very, I mean, they're actors Yep. in character. And they stay true to their character, so they they're talking like princesses, mm-hmm. all proper. And I'm like, I need some tea. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah. Rapunzel, she did. She went and grabbed her hand, and they were taking pictures together. Gave her a big hug. So I I think this was the perfect age that to go is, to Magic Kingdom. That is why that place is called Magic Kingdom because them like, especially if you have a little girl. That loves Disney princesses. She, she, she did. She truly lost her shit. I did too. Yeah, I I know you did. You got teary eyed a couple of times. I'm like, really? I'm living, literally living out my childhood dreams with my daughter. Like that's the moment I had. And you, your favorite movie of all time is Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. So hundred percent. But I still don't know. Why would you cry? Okay, look, I have a Bonnie jean. It is hereditary. <laughs> We've talked about this before with my cousin Mandy. Oh my yeah. She was on our podcast previously. It's in my jeans. I can't help it. No, okay. It has gotten worse as I've gotten older. I do I did like it. I thought they were cool. The princesses and stuff, they stayed in character. It's not cheesy like the you know, you see the like 
what is it? A Chuck E. Cheese. You go in there, you're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> creepy as hell. No, these these are on point. Mm-hmm. They have they accents really like the the characters in the movies, like Tiana. She kind of has that Southern Louisiana accent. Yep. She did very well with that. She talked about food, mm-hmm. which was Tiana's thing in Princess and the Frog. Yep. Look at me. I'm throwing out facts here <laughs> about Disney. Disney princesses. <laughs> I'm <know>. so proud. <laughs> but it was good. I did like it. I liked it for her. But we've been to Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom now. Animal Kingdom was my favorite. So far. So far, yes. So far. We have all the other parks, including Universal, to do. So we have all the things to do in the world right now. But for me, Magic Kingdom has been my favorite thus far. Well, you got teary-eyed because you saw Belle. (laughs) I can't help it. (laughs) I'm telling you, living these moments with my daughter is insane well it makes it better because you get to see her enjoyment i mean you went down there when you were her age yeah Yeah. but do you remember it like this no i remember it for sure but i didn't get to see any of the disney princesses i saw the castle and that was awesome i swear i saw tinkerbell go across the sky but i was 10 years old so who knows lsd is not good schizophrenia who knows (laughs) (laughs) well we know you have that I do not. Yeah, well, yesterday you said, did you see that run across the yard? I was like, what? Yeah, I checked on our cameras. There was nothing there. Yeah, she had to look. (laughs) She looked at the cameras. Just checking reality here. And then I looked at her and I said, I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, overall, I think it was a really good trip. It was good. My legs hurt still. Yeah. It's been a couple of days and my legs still hurt. And that's what's crazy. I recommend you get really good shoes, Mm -hmm. get good insoles, take breaks, frequent breaks. We didn't even, it wasn't even a hot day, but we still were like getting sweaty, heat exhaustion, exhaustion, exhaustion. No, about heat exhaustion. Well, when we were inside in some of those places, they're a little stuffy. I oh, was, yeah, I was, for sure. I was getting a little like, Ugh. like I was making sure when we were standing in lines and stuff that my knees were bent. Mm-hmm. I kept checking. I kept looking at our kid to do the same thing. Make sure like, hey, are you all right? Because you lock them knees, it's over. I'm <laughs> going down in the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going down in the line. Well, maybe that's how you get that VIP access. Would you stop? <laughs> well, so this time of year, you know, we've talked about it being all about, you know, Christmas and our daughter's birthday. And every time I buy something right now from Amazon, I have so much anxiety. I know. I can't me even too. tell you. So th- I think part of this problem. Hold on. Can I frame the problem? Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. So from Amazon, you buy packages, right? And they come in boxes. Usually an Amazon box with a big smile on it. Right. That's what you would hope to see, especially this time of year. Right. Now, when you purchase things and they're supposed to be from a specific person, ho-ho. Yes. And they don't come that way. It's jeopardy, right? It's in jeopardy of being seen. And I came home the other night from a work event, and we'll get to that here in just a second, but there was a package at the front door, and it was not the smiley face. Right. It was in manufacturer's packaging. Exactly. Which says what it is on the inside of the box. Outside of the box. No, I know. It says what's on the inside of the box. The outside outside says what's on the inside. Yes. This is science. Love it. Good job. (laughs) 
And we have, you know, a bunch of our daughter's friends in the neighborhood. And if they would have seen they that, they would have blabbed. It would have been over. I mean, to I wouldn't blame them. Right. Hey, you got this? What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But yeah, so I think part of that problem, though, is we live next to a hub. Okay. Amazon hubs are, I've, they're insane. They're all over the place down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So we're a port. We're right, one big port. Right. There, there's hubs here, and I think they don't package stuff really well because it's not really shipping. It's from the hub to the house. It's a bunch of bullshit. I agree, but I'm saying I think that's why they don't really repackage stuff because they end up just it. It's literally on a truck for a half hour. And I I hear what you're saying. But it's the time of year. I know. You are not dumb. They should Let's know. Let's be clear. They should know, like, anything that's bought right now might be for that unless it's something inappropriate. Uh-huh. Any, anything. Well, even the inappropriate. It depends on what you do. Get your kink on. Have at it. Yeah, but you don't. Normally, adults don't talk about ho-ho-ho much. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about kink and <laughs> No, I'm I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be cryptic Are you here. H O or H O E? Because we just went H O H O. I get it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So it, it it's not that big of a deal. It was poor timing. It was. This podcast has turned X rated <laughs> in the span of thirty seconds. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's. I do think it's messed up. They should absolutely put it in a freaking trash bag. Right. Something. Well, so you have the option to like mark it as a gift, right? Yeah, but what are they going to do? They're going to tape a gift receipt to the side of it. Right, exactly. It's like, what would that change? Nothing. I actually, I think I brought that up to one of my friends and that's what they said. We'll mark it as a gift and then they have to cover it up. It's like, okay, but A, I'm paying $5 extra for them to wrap it and all they do is put a big bag on it. And then what? They're going to put it in another box, maybe? Why couldn't you do that originally? I don't know. I mean, they're going to say, we're being ecologically or whatever. Oh, while ruining Christmas. Environmentally friendly. Yeah. Santa Claus, his sleigh runs on coal. (laughs) (laughs) On reindeer. That is not green energy. And reindeer fart, so. So we're going to Bad for the ozone. Santa Claus is $7,500 top dollar tax break for a tesla <laughs> oh wouldn't that be cool Santa ride, see santa riding in the tesla. satana satana santana okay good music so santana not satana that sounds satanic <laughs> you need to go to bed yeah i think so that's where we're at tonight so along the lines again of holidays right we are at a point where a lot of companies are having holiday parties yes And a lot of people go to those, and typically, there's alcohol. I wanted to talk about this. I want to see what your opinion is, because here at Unholy Union, we have our own opinions. We are married to our opinions. Not necessarily to each other, but to their opinion. No, I'm just kidding. What? I don't know. I need to go to bed. Okay, so, holiday parties. First of all, do you think that there should be alcohol either open bar or otherwise at company holiday parties i don't care i don't think i think if you're working at a place and you're an adult then you should be able to make the decision whether or not to drink alcohol 
Well, twofold, right? So do you think the company should allow it? And if the company does allow it, do you think the person should drink? If the company allows it, I think the person can if they want. Should the company allow it at all? Should they allow it? Yeah. Okay. Either open bar or cash bar? Whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. So you don't think it's a problem for the company to allow alcohol at the party. And you don't think it's a problem for a person to decide whether or not they want the alcohol. Right. I think if you're an adult, you should be able to make decisions for yourself. Whether or not you act a fool, that's different. Okay. And I do think that if you are acting a fool, like really bad, I think you should be able to get fired. Interesting. So you think that if a company provides alcohol and the worker decides that they're going to partake mm-hmm. and they maybe go too far, that the company should be held liable? The company would be held liable. Well, I'm sorry. The person should be held liable? Wrong way. Flip it. Reverse it. The person who par- partook and took it overboard. Yes. Know your limits. Should be held liable and lose their job. It depends on what they do. Mm-hmm. But if it's something really bad, like if they got up on stage and they started slinging dong around, you're fired. Okay. Immediately. Or if two workers started sleeping together and then one got pregnant and it got out, then yeah, you're probably fired. <laughs> so you think that the person would get fired or should get fired depending on what they do. Correct. If the company allows it. Yeah. Interesting. I think that as a company, I trust you as an employee to make good decisions. Alcohol is, it can be bad, but it can also be fun as long as you don't overdo it, which I am one that will overdo it. And that's why I don't drink anymore. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) So I have set my own limit to zero. I would push back. On that, I think that a company should not allow it. Why not? I think that, I mean, if it's, let me say this. If it is a corporation and you have thousands of employees, do not allow it. If it is a mom and pop shop, maybe 10 employees at their discretion, as long as they know their employees, right? Big companies like that, allowing employees to drink at a company-sponsored event, is a liability waiting to happen. Like, it doesn't make sense to allow people to drink at a work function. It doesn't make sense. Well, I think, I, I, I wonder if, say, a person at a work party got drunk, drove home, crashed into somebody, killed somebody, who would be responsible then? Obviously, the person driving would be, but... Could they sue the company? Right, could they say, well, my company... Overgave you know they overgave me alcohol. They overserved me. Yeah, they overserved me. So I didn't, I didn't know. And it's not like you sign anything when you right. go into these company events. Yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't as a if I was a company owner. I don't know if I would allow it, but I don't. I don't think you should stop. I don't know. It's hard for me. I go. I, I'm kind of wishy washy on it because I can see bad things, but I can also see. That if you host a holiday party and you don't serve alcohol, there's going to be two and a half people show up. Well, I also think I'm slightly biased because like what you said, right? We don't really drink no. anymore. No, ever. we, we. I mean, even if I go to a party like that, I might have one. Right. I'm not going to say I'm, 
complete straight edge. No, I'll drink a beer every once in a while mm -hmm. with dinner. You know, sometimes beer goes good with a good juicy steak. <laughs> but I'm not, I won't drink. I usually won't drink more than that one. <laughs> usually. Now. 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 Correct. Yes. I used to get then. fucking hammered. Yeah. Let's be clear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my point is like the liability to the company. It just doesn't seem worth it. And why do people automatically associate, and here comes my bias, having a good time with alcohol? Like, I don't understand why those have to go hand in hand. A lot of people get, I think because a lot of people get annoyed with people who are drinking when they're not drinking. So it kind of paints a negative picture for the non-drinkers. Like, I don't want to go to that because everybody's going to be drinking or the drinking people. It's weird. It's Yeah, it's twofold, right? Yeah, it's like. If I go to a party and I'm the only one not drinking, am I going to have fun? You can. Absolutely. Certainly can. You look at them and you think, I am so happy. I'm not going to feel like shit tomorrow. <laughs> you guys are going to wake up and your eyes aren't going to be able to open all the way and mm -hmm. your mouth is going to taste like dog shit. Yep. My, my company had it on a Thursday. Well, what they were thinking. <laughs> and then had an open bar. What? Yeah. Well, I, I but at the same time, like I said, I go... I'm wishy-washy on it because I feel like if they provide it, you as a worker or employee, you have to know your limit. It's not their fault to monitor you like a baby. I agree 100%. And that's why I think smaller companies could probably monitor it more than a large corporation. But get this. So alcohol.org. Oh, that's nice. Is the website I'm on. And the percentage of employees who drink at office parties, guess the percentage out of 100 of employees who drink at office parties. All of them. <laughs> no, 88%. I was going to say 12% don't drink. thought that was pretty interesting. Now, let's guess the average number of drinks consumed at office holiday parties. Four. No. What is it? I would say it's closer to three. Huh. See, now, and that's not that bad. Listen to this. So broken down by gender and by alcohol type. Men, so, men drink all of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so women drink 2.3 glasses of wine mm. versus men at 2.6. Women drink 2.6 glasses of a cocktail or mixed drink versus men at 3.5. More men drink mixed drinks? Mm -hmm. All right. Men... But no, Drop your balls, bro. It could be a whiskey sour. Y'all drinking them strawberry daiquiris over there. I'm <laughs> pissed at you. Cosmos. And then last, for a beer... Can I get a vodka crown? <laughs> women drink 3.1 beers, whereas men drink 3.6. To me, at a holiday party, literally, literally, this is what happened with me. We went from work, and I didn't... I live kind of far away, so I had to stay at work until five and then the party started at six it was at a hotel so me and my co-worker went to the bar at the hotel before the party started and just had a glass of wine i had one glass of wine mm -hmm. i don't drink like ever anymore i was feeling that one glass of wine oh yeah see that's the thing too is if you do it and if you don't do it and then you have one you're like all right i'm good yep the buzzed feeling is a fun feeling it can be. Yeah. Being buzzed, though. I'm a bad drunk. I really am. I get sick every time. <laughs> being buzzed is where that's the level of fun 
But the problem is when you're buzzed, you're like, I want to keep this. And your judgment's still fucked up. And you end up drinking too much. And then you're not, you're not buzzed anymore. You are drunk. Mm-hmm. And that's when you wake up feeling like a butthole. Right. So I, I don't know. I just, I seriously feel like holiday parties can be fun without the alcohol. I agree. Like, it doesn't. So I also want to do this last one here. The percentage of employees who witnessed each action, each embarrassing party foul at an office holiday party. Can you guess what the top three are? Party fouls? At a holiday party. Office holiday party. Yep. Being, what is it, promiscuous with someone at work? That was number five. Okay. Top three. I don't know. Inappropriate things said. Is number one. <laughs> That's every fucking day. I don't know about just a holiday party. Have you listened to the Unholy Union? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and this is this is me embarrassing dancing too. Yeah. Well, see, I that, do that not drunk, but yeah, I don't. I don't know why that's, why is that on the list? That's not embarrassing. Who cares? Embarrassing dancing? Who cares? See, that's the thing. Are you having fun? Right, but there's a time and place for things. And I think What's alcohol em- is one of those things yeah. where you, you don't do it at a work-sponsored event. Same thing with me doing the Dougie at my work event. That's fine. That's not a bad dance. You're it's not like, not, you're not twerking on so- Bad dancing would be like twerking on a coworker. Right. In a skirt or whatever. Right. That's bad dancing. Right. That I can see that being kind of embarrassing. You're like, wake up and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I got close. I didn't, but I didn't. No. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Last one is people stumbling or falling. And this is interesting. The fourth one, because you already said the fifth was coworker hookup. The fourth one is shoes removed. Why is that bad? Don't most people take, like, especially, especially women, women, yeah, they take their, their heels heel. off during, exactly. during a party cause, so they can dance and things like that? Yeah, I thought that was interesting, though. Alcohol.org sounds like they're straight edges. Well, yeah, it's for people recovering alcoholics. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Love job. you. Good job. Uh, whoopsie. So, with all of that, you know, there's... Crazy people at holiday parties, but there's also just crazy people in the world. Yeah, right? I know. That's that. I just feel like we, as a culture and as a society, have have turned into a bunch of we have to have a babysitter or you need to make sure I don't drink too much. It's like, no, you're an adult. No, you mitigate the risk. Is my point. I know, but the problem with that is though, is then you start getting into this coddled society of a bunch of babies because everybody has to have somebody not. You can't do that here. And it's like, no, just fucking let let people make let people fuck up. Well, as long that's as that's how you learn. As long as the company isn't liable, right? And, and how do right. you mitigate the liability? That that's where you don't have the alcohol. But I feel like the company being liable is wrong. Okay. I can agree you, with that statement. You're an adult. You should know your limit. The bar I hate the fact that a bartender can get in trouble for overserving. It's like how am I supposed to know? Right. What's the test? Do I take you out back and do the fucking do the field sobriety test on you? Well, totally off topic here, but back in the day when I worked at a hotel and we did serve alcohol, you actually had to be VABC certified. Right. Which meant you knew when you were over serving. How do you know? It was the amount of drinks. It was gauging a person and their 
mobility, their actions, the way they were talking. I've been to many bars, drank way too much, and not one motherfucking bar I went to told me to stop because I was over or over drinking. Not once. And I know I had too much. Lots of bad bartenders out there. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not their responsibility. That was it's, a joke. I know, but I'm just saying it's mine mm-hmm. for over drinking and I did not drive. Okay, so the point <laughs> in all that in saying that there are still, you know, bad people out in the world is another event that happened in our lives recently. Yes. Uh, impacted one of our near and dear friends and we're going to keep it real general here just to give you the the t as the young folks say the t yeah what's the t mean oh my god the really? testosterone no t-e-a the t like you're drinking tea gossip that's what they say the yeah what are we in britain Catch up with gen z would you like you I, left behind i refuse <laughs> Okay, so this whole event that happened, Impact, again, near dear friend of ours, and it all started with social media. Yes. Our friend has a very significant following on one of the social media platforms. He's really good at it. He's consistent. He does really good posts, and he's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, having hundreds of thousands of followers also attracts bad attention. Mm Mm-hmm. And what we call a clout chaser posted on my buddy's page and said that he essentially fat shamed him. Right. He said, you are a big guy. You're unhealthy. Da, 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 da. Get you a Peloton. And this person doesn't know him from Adam. No. this it, it, My friend, because I, I talked to him, he has no idea who this guy is. Yep. Not, never met him in his life. He, this dude and was... He just was being a dick. Yep. Well, this guy got burned up because he posted on my friend's page or whatever. And of course, the people that follow my friend are going to defend my friend. Right. And then he starts playing the victim. The clout chaser starts playing the victim. Yeah. The clout chaser starts playing the victim like he was the one being attacked. It's like, dude, you you went on my friend's public page and commented because he was like, this was a comment between two men. Da, 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 da. It's like, bro, it's not a comment between two men. You didn't when you're s- on a public yeah. social platform. Yeah. You didn't send it to him in his DM shit. There you go. Good job. <laughs> you sent it directly to a public post. So it was visible by the public. And then he starts playing the victim because this guy essentially gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. So... Eventually, it was found out that this guy owned a business. Yep. This business got trashed uh-huh. on all kinds of review sites, social media, all that stuff. Yep. Which then opened up another can of worms, where then they started bringing family members in. Mm-hmm. The, the, clout, chaser. the clout chaser starts starts calling out my friend's family members. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's like, keyboard warriors are poison. What are you doing? Just just leave people alone. Yep. There's no reason to go out there and act like you're some tough guy or act like you're some super fit guy because it does it doesn't matter. You might drop dead tomorrow. You never know. Again, this person has no idea what your friend has been through. I know. And he has been on a journey 
of his own. Correct. Regarding his health. And he has become stronger over the past, what? Has it been five years? 2019. Jeez. Yeah. So almost almost five years now, he has come really far. Yeah. So for this person to attack him without knowing anything about him. Right. It's jealousy. It's clout chasing. Yeah. Period. Point blank. It is someone looking to be seen, be heard. Because when you deal with toddlers, you know that even negative attention is still attention. Oh, yeah. He got attention, but I, I, I don't think he was expecting to get found out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, associate him with his little business. Right. Because that kind of, I think that really messed him up. Good. I know. I agree. That's the thing. We talked about it before that. You know, that there shouldn't be any policing on social media. Mm-hmm. It should be crowdsourced. Yep. That's what happened. And I think more of that needs to happen. I agree. You act a fool. You go out and, and personally attack. Bafo. Yeah. You go out and personally attack somebody that you have no idea who they are, what they've been through, what they're going through. You deserve what's coming. Yep. Whether it's, you know, you're getting trashed on that post or they find your business out. Yep, and start reviewing and yeah. yeah. Good luck with the with the shitstorm. You caused it. Exactly. You caused the shitstorm. Now you have to, you know, you have to live it, live with it. Reap what you sow. That's it. So don't don't just be nice to people, even if they're online and you don't like them. Who cares? Move on. Yeah, move on. Unfollow, block, right. hide, whatever. I don't understand the point of having to write a comment on somebody's page when you're not saying anything. That's first off, it wasn't even useful. Right. If you're trying to have a discussion, which is what we try to do on this podcast, right? Right. We try to have discussions and build up conversations, uh, talk about each other's opinions, and we don't have to fucking agree. No. Nobody cares. No, but that's the thing. He wasn't even... It's not like he was reviewing what my friend is doing on social media. Right. He was there was com- no conversation happening. No, it was, you're fat, get a Peloton. Right. It was a dude being a fucking asshole. Yep. Don't do that. Be a good person. Love you. Be kind. Love you. Bye. And. Before we go. Before we go, I did say love you twice. You're cute. I know. I love you. I updated some stuff on the merch shop. A couple of new products. Lovely. Some some stickers. (laughs) Some nice new fonts that I added to the, some of the merch know what you think about those. Yeah, let us know because I really want to know. Uh-huh. One Inquiring p- mind. One part of this podcast doesn't like it. It's not us. The other part loves it. It's us. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to do polls. Yeah, I know, but what, we're, I'm scared to post online because that clout chasing asshole. Oh, shut up. I'm just kidding. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Unholy Union Podcast. For more Unholy Union content, check out our social media at Unholy Union Cast on Instagram and Twitter. We also have Facebook and TikTok. Want to support the podcast? Rock some merch. Check out our merchandise store on our site at unholyunionpodcast.com. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back next week. It's what you do with things you love.